Hey, everybody, this is a preview of today's members episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button, and become a member today. Merkel Media. This was all circulating around the base that a giant had been killed, but no one was supposed to talk about it. I saw three long, bony fingers reach up underneath the door, curl up to grab it, and then disappear. When he came over to me, dude, he slithered over to me. And this giant comes out of the cave, and they're all frozen. And he starts running and firing at this giant. But the giant moves. He's got a spear in one hand, and he's running really fast. And spears... Dan holds him up like this. Somebody else, shoot him in the face, shoot him in the face. They basically decapitate him. Got closer, got closer, got closer. When he got about 15 yards away from me, I raised that 12 gauge and I blowed his head off. I feel something pulling at my leg. And I look over and there are two small gray entities pulling at me. And they're literally, I'm getting pulled off the bed. Reached my hand into this bush and I touch air. Couldn't breathe and I couldn't move because I know I'm seeing a monster. Yep. Welcome to the show, everybody listening to The Confessionals. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Thanks for being here. If you have a crazy, wild experience you want to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me an email. My email address is theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. That's theconfessionals at theconfessionalspodcast.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the contact section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, just get a hold of me. Today, we got Brandy on the show, a member show, a members exclusive. And Brandy contacted me to talk about her abduction type scenario that she's had throughout her whole life. And it's now stemming into her children's lives. And it also comes from her dad's life, which means that this is probably a family lineage type scenario here. And she's going to be sharing the whole thing with us today about how when she was a kid, she has this abduction memory and it stems throughout her adulthood. She has these different fragmented memories of mantis individuals coming to her while she's being abducted. Also military soldiers being involved. This is something that we've heard about on the show before. And a lot of people, when they listen to the show, they connect dots. And that's exactly what happened with her. She listened to the show and there were certain episodes that triggered memories in her brain, such as episode 323, Something's Coming in the Future. When Lindsay on that show started talking about the sound effect that she was hearing, which we also heard on episode 175, which is really interesting. You see, I came out with episode 175. It dragged me down the hall. And in that, Melissa talked about hearing this whooshing sound when a paranormal activity was about to kick up for her. Well, Lindsay heard that and said that happens to her. She contacts me for episode 323 and says that happened happened to me. She described the same thing, the whooshing sound like a windmill. And then Brandy hears episode 323 and can relate to that sound. So she contacts me and tells me this whole other story about her abduction scenario, but it all stems 
from her hearing that one episode, that sound effect, and she thought she should contact me. And I just want to encourage people listening right now. If you hear something on this show that stems to your life, please contact me. You know the email by now. I want to hear these stories. And I'm really glad Brandy reached out because we had a great two hour long conversation about her abduction scenario, all these fragmented memories that she's had. A lot of people would say they're 20 and back situations. I'm starting to think that the 20 and back isn't what we think 20 and back is. I talk about it on this show. I really hope you enjoy it. Let's get to Brandy right now. All right, today we got Brandy on the show. Brandy, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. So, uh, listen, I'm really glad to be talking to you. And I remember, uh, so you, you, so there's a lot of people that were subject to rescheduling over the last year because of my life flipping upside down with moving to another state and everything. I mean, it's just like when we decided to start moving to Tennessee, that that process of okay, we're going to have to look for a house, Tennessee. We got all that stuff. Uh, I had gotten COVID and it took me out for about two weeks. I lost like 15 pounds. I lost my taste for any kind of food other than vegetables, which God help me. I'm, I hated that. And my, 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 my taste for meat has come back, thankfully, and I'm very excited about that. But um, in the process of this whole move and stuff, uh, some people had to get rescheduled and you were one of them. And I remember reading your email uh, last year. And uh, I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk to this person because uh, it seems like you got some uh, some good stories. I was going to I'll just say it, some juicy stories. That's how I say it. <laughs> they're juicy stories. They're, they're interesting. They're filled with detail. And uh, it, it, may, it makes for a, a good time for the listeners. Um, so basically what I want to do today is have you uh, walk us through these experiences that you had in your life where... Um, before we start recording, we kind of talked about it a little bit. You have a little bit of a discomfort with it, but I'll just say it for you. Uh, you were abducted straight up. And uh, then you had um, not only you, though, but your your sons have had experiences since. And uh, your dad has opened up to you and shared things with you, uh, I guess, more recently than you were when you were a child, obviously. Uh, so we're going to start off with you, your experiences, uh, when this all started happening for you, which I believe was when you were a baby, right? It, it seemed like you right. were you were a baby in the bedroom, and mom had an experience while you were in there, right? Yes. So, um, mom has told me this story time and time again. It never changes. I obviously was too young to even remember this or even knew this had happened. But um, she she said one night it was kind of the middle of winter. And she had taken me to bed with her um, and she had noticed she thought it was my dad standing in the doorway. Um, So just to kind of give people an idea of like the layout of the house and stuff. When I was really little, um, my parents, when they, they got, my mom got pregnant with me, they, my dad worked on the road and uh, my mom went with them. And so when they found out she was pregnant, they kind of, mo- they decided to move back here, back home in kind of a hurry. So my, my grandparents had a farm and they put up basically like a trailer house um, on the property. And so that was just kind of a quick fix. Like, here's, here's a place for you guys. Um, so 
if anybody has seen a house like that, you know that there's a, like usually like a long hall and there's like the bedrooms that jet off from that long hall towards like the back end. And so at that time, my parents' bedroom was in, um, I think it was the back bedroom of the end of the hall. And uh, she said she had rolled over and she saw somebody standing in the doorway and she thought it was my dad. And she just thought it was so weird that he was standing there watching us sleeping. But when she like tried to roll over to get a better look, she realized she couldn't move. She had paralysis everywhere. Um, and then she saw whoever it was. She thought it was my dad walking in, came over, pulled the blanket up over me, patted me on the back, and then backed into the closet and disappeared. And she said, right as soon as the shadow disappeared in the closet, she could move again. Um, but she said I was notorious for kicking the blankets off myself, even in like the dead of winter. So she's like, whatever it was, was looking out for you. And at that point, um, that was kind of the first paranormal story I got introduced to. Um, <clears throat> from there. Can I ask you a question about that though? Before you go on. Yeah. Uh, how do you like so that's kind of like how your mom views the experience how do you view the experience cuz i mean you listen to my show so you've heard yeah. stories uh when i hear somebody going through sleep paralysis it doesn't seem to be a good thing i mean there's the natural explanation that people say they have you know the scientific i mean science acknowledges it right. uh but usually the paranormal angle is exactly what your mom experienced where she she's paralyzed and then she's having an experience with an apparition. Now that apparition covers you up, fades away into the closet. Uh, but if, if it was if it was such a a harmless experience, because I mean nothing bad happened. But if it was such a harmless experience, why the need to paralyze your mom? I don't know. I I don't know if it was maybe just kind of a nod to her, like something else is can and will take control of the situation, um, or maybe that. I was in good hands at that point. I, I always took it for being kind of like a guardian angel sort of situation, but she said it was big, whatever it was, because my dad's a bigger guy. Like, and she's, she thought it was him. So it wasn't, I mean, sh she thought it was my dad standing in the doorway and she, cause she just remember thinking it's just so weird. He's standing there watching sleeping. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I mean, growing up, like I just took it for something good. Um, but it hasn't just been anything along the line of like just abduction, but there's just a whole level of paranormal stuff that has followed me and my family, like all sorts of weird stuff, which we can get into. Um, so the next experience that, I mean, I, I was, this is probably the most vivid was I was probably about four or five. I'm guessing it's really hard to remember how old I was. Um, so I had mentioned that we had the house right next to my grandparents. And so they, they'd go to the work um, in the summertime. And like when I was off of school or my grandma babysat me before school. So at this point in time, it was, it was nice out. And um, I just kind of had free reign. Like I could just be at my house by myself. I mean, like late eighties, in the country, nothing bad really is going to happen. I was a well-behaved kid. I didn't like, I, I didn't get into much mischief. 
So um, I think I was at my grandma's house in the morning. I decided I wanted to go home and go play. So I went into my bedroom. And um, at that time, I had, it was like a little day bed. And then my parents had reversed the, the bedroom. So then I had the bedroom at the back of the house, which had um, two sets of windows on one side and then two sets of windows on the back. And then the other side was closet. And my day bed was facing the back two windows, which out from there, we had an orchard and a little garden area that was fenced off in between that. Um, and so I was sitting on my bed playing and um, what's really weird was, so when you're looking at a trailer house, usually there's like, if I were to stand on the ground from outside, like I could look in the the windows in the back. I mean, this is an old, old style trailer house um, without standing on something. And that's me as an adult. And I, there was a little girl tapping at my window and I remember asking her how she got up there. And she just said, Oh, I just climbed, which we, it was sighted at that time. And it was pretty impossible to climb up because I remember after this point trying to do it. Um, and she asked me to come out and play. Well, I don't remember if I ran outside or how I got outside specifically, but we we were sitting on my swing set. And I remember at that time knowing that she had been there before, um, but I was really little and uh, my dad had been married before and he, um, I have two half brothers. Well, when his ex-wife got remarried, they had two other little girls. And sometimes when um, his ex-wife would come to visit with my grandma, she would bring the kids over. And sometimes I'd play with my brothers and these other little girls. And I didn't really know the girls that well, just because the families didn't talk. And I think it was kind of a pretty bitter divorce. Um, So I really didn't know my brother's other sisters that much but sometimes they came with and I would play I just played with whoever came over I was a little kid happy to have a playmate and I guess I did I just assumed this girl was one of them and um so we were sitting out on their swing set and it was one of the old style swing sets that had a detached little metal slide one of those that burn you in the summer and then it had the two swings in the center and then it had one of those um, like face-to-face cradle type swings on the one end. And we were sitting there talking and I remember her asking me a question. And to this day, I, I don't remember what the question was, but I remember getting like, I was distraught. I was super upset. And I, am, I remember thinking, I don't want you to come and play with me anymore. But I remember her trying to get me to go somewhere and do something. and. I, I absolutely refused and I didn't want to have anything to do with her. I wanted her to go away. And I remember just sitting there crying. And the next thing I know, I don't know, I don't remember walking to the back of the house, but we were there. And all of a sudden I'm looking at what I thought were my brothers who I didn't see up to this point who are not talking to me. And I am like sobbing because I'm like, I don't want to go. Don't make me go. And in between um, the house, there was a fence, a garden area, another fence, and then the orchard. And it was kind of connected at the one back end where the, the garden went into the orchard. And in my memory, there was just this little, I'd call it like a little scout ship 
I don't know how it fit there, but it was there. And she was trying to make me go inside and I didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I'm like pleading with my brothers at this point, like, please don't make me go, please. And somehow, um, I don't remember going in, but the next thing I know I'm in there and everything inside is almost black or like a dark, dark charcoal. And the weird thing was, was there was like this weird amber lighting inside and you could like see it on the floor, but it was like, you couldn't see the source of the light. I remember thinking that cause I was like face down on this table. And I, at this point I was just so upset. I was almost pissed off because I knew she was in there and she's talking to something or someone, but I, I had somehow known I wasn't or couldn't turn around and look like I wasn't to look. And at that point, like I knew she wasn't what she was claiming to be like this little girl, this friend, like she was something different. And I think I was just more mad that she had the ability that she could go in and like talk to this person thing, whatever it was about me. And then I was stuck belly down on this table. This was a preview of today's member episode. If you want to hear the whole thing, head on over to the confessionalspodcast.com, hit the join button and become a member today.